Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Beverly, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to get together and chat once again about all things slow crockery. (laughs) I I may be wrong about which podcast this is. It's punk crockers, not slow crockers. Got it. Okay. Okay. I thought it was adorable. Yeah, I thought so too. Jim put together the little logo and and I thought it was too funny to resist. Yeah, and we'll have a special special little mini segment on it at the end of the podcast today. So that'll be fun. I wanted to start by first off thanking our sponsors this month. We usually um, wait and thank them all the way at the very end, but I thought we'd lead with them this month. We've got uh, Helen's Closet, of course, who's offering a free pattern along with LB Textiles. And then uh, the plotted pattern is offering us a free pattern and printed instructions. And if you go and check their Instagram feed, you'll see some really great examples they've done of their most recent pattern instruction printing technique, um, which is a lot of fun. And of course, Seams Fabric is also sponsoring us this month. And we're still working out what that prize is going to be. But how exciting to have four entire sponsors for such a great hashtag. Because this month's hashtag is PF. TNT for tried and true or tried and tested or however you want to look at it. It's a pattern that you come back to over and over because it's just so brilliant for you, whatever that means. And so that's, that's pretty exciting. Yes. And we also wanted to thank people for rating and reviewing us. We have a review from Molly MP that says, look forward to Tuesdays. I always look forward to Tuesdays to hear what Beverly and Jenny are up to in their sewing room. I love hearing all the new garments they are working on and what patterns are up next. Absolutely. And it occurred to me that if you wanted to share a tip with our listeners, a great way to do that would be to go to your favorite podcatcher site, rate and review us, and in your comments, list your tip, because we'll absolutely share it with all of our listeners. So it's a great way to be sure your name will be mentioned on the podcast, along with your favorite sewing tip. That's that's genius, Jenny. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty cute idea. So we'll see, we'll see if that inspires more folks to review us. Um, so thank you for taking the time. Well, it sounds like what people really want to hear about is what we're what we've been sewing. So Jenny, what have you been sewing? Oh my goodness. I um I have been working on uh tried and true patterns. The first one I'm going to mention is the Trillium Dress by Made by Ray. That is obviously having made over 60 of them. This is clearly far and away my most tried and true pattern. And I made one out of some quilting fabric by Ruby Star, which I, Ruby Star Society, which I love. This is a dark blue fabric with black um, octopuses on it and little pink accents. And I made this one as a trial because I'm going to make a trillium dress out of fabric that seems fabric sent me to sew up a trillium to celebrate their four year, I think it's four year anniversary this month in April. So um, I wanted to trial the idea of putting the facing on the outside instead of on the inside. It's so cute. It's so cute. It's adorable. Oh my God. So I had a Kaufman yarn dyed stripe fabric that I used to do this. And I put two rows of pom-poms around it. 
around the <laughs> the outer oh, edge wow. of the facing. And I used, and that was in black and pink. And then I did um, a pink, I think it was pink I did around the hem mm-hmm. of the dress with pom-poms as well. And it's adorable. This is the cutest little dress. I'm so, so pleased with it. Um, and it came out so well that I'm definitely going to do a facing on the outside of the one that I make next, but I don't have the right fabric here. I don't think now I haven't Mm. gone through the leftover fabrics I have in my linen box. And I need Mm -hmm. to go look at those to see if I have the right color to do it. Right. But I'm going to do that. And this, this coming weekend, my husband and I are traveling to Knoxville and I'm going to hit up some of the fabric stores there to see if I can find the right trim to include, um, because the pom-poms I have are, I have so many pom-poms you can imagine none are the right color for this fabric. So I'm going to have to find pom-poms or, um, zig, uh, rickrack or something else piping. That's the right color set to go with this. So I'm, I'm going to go look for that this weekend so that I can, I can get that one cut out and ready to go. You know what I think? I think that um, there should be, and maybe there is on Etsy, and if people know a good source of this, they should tell us, but um, uh, like a, a source of, of piping that has really cool, like really cool designs on it or fun things that you could use for, for different garments. I think that would be a really cool business idea. I definitely bought bias tape from, from Etsy um, repeatedly. I just had some arrive actually. Um, So I I wouldn't be surprised to find that there was someone who does do piping. And I even thought about doing my own piping if I can find the right contrast color or coordinating color for that matter. Cause I don't, I don't know that I feel it needs to be a big contrast. I think I could use, this is a striped fabric. I think I could use one of the colors that's in the stripes Mm. to Mm -hmm. make my piping and still get a really neat effect out of it. But I just, I haven't quite spotted the right thing yet. So I may go check out Etsy. I'm definitely going out of town this weekend where I can hold fabric up and, and really tell whether or not it coordinates. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. In addition, um, I've ordered the Ashton top from Helen's closet to go ahead and make an Ashton top. And I, I printed it out and we'll be taping it together because it is so few pages. I know I'm really unsure about this, but that's where I've started. Um, And I've picked out specific fabric for it. I do plan to make a dress version of it. No shock to anyone, Um, but I'm looking forward to that. And the other one kind of feeds into one of the questions you had about some of your tried and true sewing. I made Cashmere Club's latest pattern, which is their April pattern, the Gilmore skirt. And I've made two versions now. I made originally one out of red linen that I made in advance of the pattern release um, because Cashmere had asked me to become a member of the club in advance. They provided, it was no cost to me, and then provided me with patterns for the first three months in advance under the condition that I'd sew them up and have them available at launch. And I did that with a red linen. And now I've made one out of a 2005 Ikea vintage canvas that I got. Wow. And I love it. It's completely gorgeous. I really enjoy wearing it. I don't like wearing most skirts. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It is a basic circle skirt. The, The big thing is that Jenny and her team have gone to the effort of doing doing the math and making the decision about how to cut the circle skirt in multiple pieces to fit 
wider waists. Yeah. Basically, because the hip in a circle skirt is essentially free. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't matter really what you've done. It's going to have the same proportion. And so all you're really fitting to generally is going to be your waist. And the limiting factor for circle skirt calculators, which I have used in the past, is the width of the fabric relative to the size of your waist determines the length of the skirt. Yeah. <laughs> if you're doing it in one piece or two pieces or seven pieces, no matter how many you divide it into, the the thing ends up being the limiter. And in this mm-hmm. case, it's divided into three pieces and the limit leaves you with a up through my waist size, certainly up to a calf. But I, I believe her pattern sizing goes up a couple waist sizes above mine as well. Um, but a, a nice calf length circle. So the thing that ends up being a question is that I, I love this skirt. I'm pretty sure I'm going to make five or 10 more this month. Yeah. Certainly in the next couple of months. Is it tried and true? Is this well, a PFTNT? Well, I don't, it's funny because like, I think, yeah, I wonder what people say about that. I think once you've made a pattern and it was successful, it's actually a tried and true pattern, but you, we don't really consider it that until it's been a few times. However, yeah. I think, um, you know, what, three times? I don't know. I don't, I don't have know. Very, I don't have very many things I've made three times. Yeah. And is it different for sewists? Since I have right. I have a stable of things I've made three times. Yeah. Like three times is a good Saturday for me. Even and things so, you don't like, maybe. I know. <laughs> I, that's literally true. There are things I would never wear that I've that I've made three of and I've given all of them away within a month of making them, right? Yeah. And that's probably not what we mean by TNT. Right. They were successful. They fit my body. I made a couple of them, three of mm-hmm. them, whatever. So for me, I probably do need to make a dozen before it's really TNT, right? Yeah. But for other folks, maybe not. And maybe there's a communal definition where if, if this is a pattern that is regularly um, exalted as fitting many body types and needing minimal changes the drafting's amazing and everybody agrees the the ashton top would be a good example to me that's one that i hear all the time how amazing that is mm-hmm. is that just is that by definition tried and true even if you've never tried it or trued it <laughs> well i don't so, know i think probably not right because um i mean we're we'll count it of course we'll count anything like if it's a tried and true pattern well that's the, a different question <laughs> but like what do i think of as a tried and true i mean I guess I think that there are tried and true pattern that would count as a sewing community one, right? Where, where there's been a consensus, but that doesn't mean it fits everybody. Like your experience with the Zadie, the Zadie is a tried and true pattern in the sewing community, but it's not for you a tried and true pattern. Um, even though you've tried it, it's not, it's not a good one for you. Is that tried and true? I don't know. I don't know what to call that. (laughs) You're going to get another hashtag going. (laughs) That's a good one. So anyway, uh, um, okay. But yeah, but it, it, I think for my personal, what I think is something that I've made a few times that I love it when I wear it. And I know if I make it again, I'm going to like it a lot like um that merchant and mills uh dress shirt yeah shirt dress yeah I, I never know if it's called dress shirt or shirt dress i can't remember but i love that and that's how i'm feeling about the gilmore skirt is i've made circle skirts before i usually make them 
in four pieces. And I like this design better. I love that the waistband, because when I'm making one off of the circle skirt calculator, I'm just using a rectangle for my waistband. And of mm-hmm. course, this is a shaped waistband. Oh, and, a curved um, one. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate all of that about it. And I know I'm going to make more. I'm already, I'm literally shopping for t-shirts that I can wear with the skirts. Because wow. for me, the circle skirt is, it's like a casual classic, but if you throw a blazer over it, even with the t-shirt, you've made it super office appropriate. And it's, I mean, assuming the t-shirt is office appropriate in any way, I suspect my Hillary Clinton is a badass t-shirt, probably not office appropriate, but, <laughs> but my, you know, as strong as the woman next to me, totally office appropriate. So. <laughs> well, you also could consider that. I think that Ashton top would go very well with skirts. If you made yeah, it, it feels top. real fancy to me, but I agree with you. And I have made, there's a Clashmerit Club pattern coming out in May that I can't discuss in any way um, that I'm really, really excited about that, uh, that has the potential to go well with skirts and dresses and, and the like. So I'm very, I'm very excited about that. Oh I yeah. You haven't given that. any hints at all. Uh, um, it might be I a have... pair of pants. <laughs> I mean, it could be anything I've made it. Um, I've actually made three of them already, <laughs> which oh, okay. is a lot for me. And when you find out about it, you're going to be like, you made three. I did. I totally did. I'm so excited. Um, anyway, that's, that's where I am. I do plan to make some of my other tried and trues. If I end up having time this month, I want to make a sagebrush dress. I have a new thought on how I want to do that. I want to make another chive. And so I've got some things like that coming up as well. How about you? What have you tried and trued? Okay, just a second. <coughs> Got this tickle in my throat. We had Indian food for dinner and I just keep this tickle going. I don't know what. From the same place we had Indian food at? No, I, it was homemade. Oh, that's even better, I'm sure. But I really mm. enjoyed the the. That one's better. But the one we got with you is better. Yeah. I mean, the home one I did is I use a uh, jar. Oh, okay. Well, I really, I really liked what, what you guys <laughs> were that day. It was really tasty. I told my husband and everything. <laughs> Good. Okay. Um, so I have completed my first TNT project. I mm-hmm. made the Sohow 7 free range slacks in shorts version. I haven't posted them yet. Um, and I made it using, I thought I was using a midweight linen, but it was actually the 4C22 heavyweight linen, mm-hmm. which kind of uh, I think is kind of nice for a bottom weight um, linen and it's in this auburn colorway, which is kind of cool. So I think that would be really, really good. I think it would be good. Um, it would be pretty heavy for something like a circle skirt, but um, <laughs> because I was going to ask about that because I have having made one out of canvas and this ah. is like, a, I think at least an eight ounce canvas. I have a bunch of that 4C22 okay. in my cart waiting for me to decide if I'm going to buy it with my backup plan being Cashmere's Calder pants. Yes. Out of it. If, if it turns out, it doesn't seem appropriate for the skirt. Well, I think, um, for the skirt, it would be really nice that it's, it's, it would like hold its own and stay down, you know, and I have, I've used their sort of raw one and I've used this softened and the softened feels lighter to me. And I don't know why that is. And if that's even a real thing, but, uh, it doesn't feel as heavy. Um, so I think you could definitely make it out of that. It's just like, you know, if you went running in the waves, you might, uh, 
not might have to carry your skirt home. You know? I mean, that does sound like a true thing, but I, yeah. I am so far from waves on most days. I'm probably safe. You probably safe. I, I love that. I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you made something out of a bottom weight like that. That's something yeah. I don't do often. I usually end up using a midweight for everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, and I'm going to make some more, I, I really, you gave me a really cool fabric. That's like, um, I think it might be Ruby Star Society canvas that's a oh, different yeah. shades of blue with the gold metallic in there. It's almost like camo, but it, but it is. Not. It's absolutely yeah. that's the Ruby Star canvas. It's fabulous. I've wanted to buy that for something for so long, but I didn't want to make it, which yeah. is how you ended up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be a great pair of those pants. Um, it would be. Yeah. And, and th- because that is a tried and true pattern for me, I am willing to use fabric that I really, really like on it because I know it's not going to be, I'm not going to be sad yeah. when I'm finished, you know, which <laughs> I guess is why you have, tr- why you go back to your tried and true patterns. It is. It's predictable results. You know what you're going to get. And it gives you the freedom to experiment, which is what I did with the Upton, which is another tried and true for me. When I got my fit down right, I started making them out of wild fabrics that you would never make an Upton out of, Um, like fun fur and sequins and all this other stuff, because you could, you could do it and get predictable results. The only question would be, did the fabric do what you wanted? And you'd know it was the fabric's fault right. if it didn't, because right. you already know the dress does what you want it. Right. Yeah. That's a great way to do it. What so else did you do? I made something that was a new to me pattern. It is a sewing community tried and true pattern. It's the closet core Cali shirt dress. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Yes. And I'm wearing it right now, Jenny. It's very cute. I love the buttons on it. Are they real, real buttons? Do the buttonholes work? Yep. Whoa. Yep. 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 Very nice. So, um, <laughs> the buttons are, I got them in Philadelphia when we went there. Yeah. So, and they're the shell ones that I got, the I really nice so. muscle ones. Yeah. So, anyways, um, this is the Cali shirt and a dress. I will have to make it about four inches longer to wear it without pants underneath. It's, um, yeah. You see the picture that I put in the show notes. Um, it's just a bit short for me without that. Uh, it's, I think it's a, it's a pattern that suits me. It's, I, I love this style and I really loved making it and, um, the construction went well. I, I've already started my next one, which is with, when we went, speaking of Ruby Star Society, when we went to Domesticity, I got this. It's a quilting cotton, I think, for the bottom of the quilt because it's a very wide fabric. And I am making another one. Yeah. And I'm making that like four inches longer. One thing I'm doing different is it's four inches longer in the front, but I'm evening up. I don't really like the high-low thing. Like that's not uh, not really my thing. So I'm evening that up. Um, I'm making a few changes to it, but I love it. It um, it's very simple. There's no sleeves really. There's just little cuffs on it, yeah. Um, which I think will be cute for summertime. So even though you've got, you know, you you do a full collar stand and collar. You could do just. They have one that's just with a band collar, but this is like with a, a cotton stand right. and the collar, and so it's a little bit like fancy that way of making a shirt. But then there's no sleeves, so it's like. 
Yeah. Simple. So but you've got that front pocket too, which I, I always yes. look at as a little fancy. Yeah. So I put the pocket on this one. My next one, I'm not putting the pocket on. It's that speckled. I won't use this pocket anyway. Um, but it's this speckled fabric and I, I don't think you'd probably see it. And I, I'm just going to do yeah. one plain, I think, uh, without it. I yeah, think, it, I think that's the fabric I bought as well and made sheets out of. You know what? It would be lovely sheets. Lovely. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that would make really nice sheets. And then I could make pajamas to wear in the sheets and no one could ever find me. Um, Okay. So uh, I'm in that situation with this where I'm wondering how long until this is a TNT pattern, because I love it so much and I want to make the tunic length as well. So this one's going to be longer. I'm going to make the tunic length, but I'm also going to make the cropped length, but I'm going to add many inches to the cropped length because the cropped length on this is very cropped. Um, See, and that interests me. That's the point at which I get interested because I would like more crop tops to go with my circle skirts. Yes. Well, this is quite cropped. I mean, part of it is this, that I know that um, I'm tall and that's going to be even more cropped on me. Yeah. I mean, obviously that, that makes a big difference, but I think the crop look is really cute, especially if I do um, not the collar, but just the, the band mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the top. To me, that's, that's the look I'm dreaming of. Yeah. I, uh, I really, I like it in, in the cropped version. So they have different hemlines on it. And I think I might, mm -hmm. no matter which one I do next, use the cropped versions hemline because it has a, you could, well, I'd have to adjust the size of it, but there's uh, hem bands for that. Yeah. I, I noticed that. And I love the hem bands. So do I, I think that looks really cool. And it, uh, to me, it's easier to make a nice finish than with the, the bias. Yeah, I'm going to end up having to make this stupid thing, aren't I? Yeah, <laughs> you haven't made it before. I thought you made it before. No, I don't believe I have. Ah. That would be hilarious if I have, but this is, I don't think I have. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little pattern. And um, if you look at the hashtag, you'll see a lot of people doing different things with it. Not too many people wearing it over pants, though. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to. Yeah, I I like the idea of, of the cropped version to go with skirts and over T-shirts, for that matter, um, yeah. over tank tops yeah. and, and things like that. I really love that idea. Yeah. I just emailed myself a link to it so I can, you know, buy it if I haven't already. <laughs> so anyways, I, um, I really like it and I'm excited to make a few more. This will definitely, even though this one's short, I can wear this when I'm on vacation. No problem. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, that, that is helpful. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I, I love what you've made so far this month. And I feel like this month, it's going to be easier. Yes. That a TNT pattern is an easy ask. And it's a wonderful, wonderful way to ease your, your way into our challenges if you haven't participated yet. Because so the next thing I need to do, though, is the trillium. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. I think you will like it. And if it's helpful at all, I have on in my sewing tutorial saved videos on Instagram, mm -hmm. I have the video where I played around with successfully shearing the fabric ah. um, using the elastic in my drop-in bobbin. 
And I also have a video where I sew together the entire trillium dress. I think I have a couple of those, but but one where I did the shearing and partway through, I, I did seven rows of shearing. The first three were perfect. The next three were terrible. And I had to remove them and put them back in again. And so you get to see me um, curse my way through that one. So, yeah. um, so there's... Well, let me know. ask you a question about the shearing because... Um, I have this, this elastic that you can put in a bobbin, but it's, I see a lot of people using stuff from Guterman and this is like not, and I'm wondering. Is mine there, was not. Okay. So I just. Mine is, mine is the Dritz, the one that a lot of people have that you can oh. pick up at Joanne or, or Walmart even. Um, well, what I and, have is. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's that sort of, it's not thread weight at all. I mean, they're, they're all much heavier than thread weight. They are. Okay. Like I'm, I'm just worried that this is like not a good, not a good way. Shit. I mean, I don't know how to explain it exactly because none of them are, none of them are what I would call thread weight. They, to me, they're like, they're very obviously heavier than that. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think how to even describe it there because they're, they're too thick. Mostly. You think that's like a millimeter wide? I mean, well, do I have anything at all that measures stuff? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to say that the one that I have, when I lay it down, it, you can see both of the millimeter lines, one on either side of it, but it fills okay. the space between them. Okay. Let's see here. So, fascinating and I stuff. Can, I mean, people are really going to love this. Well, but the thing is, I think if you've ever been interested in doing this, this actually is interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I lay it down. Oh, mine's like I that too. See, I can see both of the lines yeah. and it fills the space. Okay. So this is right, but huge it fills the huge amount that I have. Yes, that will last you for your entire lifetime if you make trilliums every day. Yeah, it's um, a lot. It anybody needs some elastic. Wound, well, mine was two fully wound bobbins. Okay, okay. Because you don't get much on them. You're not stretching it. You're being yeah. very careful to keep it, you know, non-stretched. I, I heard that you have so, to use them a lot. Yeah. But it but it worked. And I even walked myself through the frustration of being like, ah, oh, crap, those didn't work. And honestly, the first time I sewed one of them where, where the tension wasn't right, I was like, shit, do, will the next one make up for it? Literally, my <laughs> thought, instead of I'll pull this out, it was like, I wonder if the next row will make up for it. Then I did the next row and I'm like, I bet the third row will fix the problem. Oh my and God. I'm like, okay, clearly something's wrong. So I pulled all three out and I, I carefully went back followed my original rules for setting it up and went through and it was perfect from there on out. But it was, I talked myself into thinking it would, it would magically heal itself if I ignored it. And it turned out that wasn't true. I'm sure you're not shocked. You're like, well, obviously you would need to do something to fix it. <laughs> but in my <laughs> head, I'm like, I bet if I keep going, it'll get better. 
Well, I'm going to try it <laughs> to start with um, just with linen. First of all, I I know yeah. linen fabric works well for me and um, it sews up easily. And uh, so I'm going to try that first. And also it's, the linen we buy is not very expensive. So if it, it fails for me, it's no big deal. But it is beautiful in linen. You'll, okay. I think you'll really like it. Okay. I think, I think some of my favorite it. versions have been the Brussels washer linen. Okay. But it would be, it, it's equally delightful in linen linen. Well, so. Brussels washer linen is inexpensive as well. True enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, uh, uh, I can try that as well. I think I have some black because you know how I like those bright colors. Yeah, I do. I do. This weekend I'm going to be doing stamping on fabric and I'm trying to decide I think I'm going to start with pillowcases. Like I'm okay. going to stamp like for bed pillowcases and then I'm going to see what happens next. I'm also hoping to set up some ice dyeing this weekend if the weather's a little warmer. Nice. So, nice. so I'm getting excited about creativity there, but there's also new patterns to talk about. Yes, we have some new patterns and you know what today is, Jenny? It is as always Taco Tuesday. <laughs> We're going to talk about some of the patterns. They, you can see the patterns online. They are not yet available to purchase for the the PDF patterns, but you can see what the new patterns are going to be. Oh, first thing I wanted to say about the Taco is I DM them because I was looking for one of their patterns from last their last issue called the Isabella, and I wanted to get some sewing community inspiration. And when I look up Isabella, it has 1.5 million. If I look up hashtag Isabella dress, it has a ton also, but none of them are this dress. So I didn't know how their naming convention went right there. So I asked them and they don't have one. They said, well, look up. They, they sort of suggested look up taco magazine and that. And I'm like, you can't do that in Instagram. You choose something. You can't do a double. So I suggested to them that they start one like hashtag taco Isabella or, you know, with the, and they said they were, they're going to talk about it and maybe they're going to start suggesting that. So that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I think that's a great idea. That's me being an influencer right there. I'm glad you did that. That was a great idea. (laughs) Okay. So the first one I want to talk about is called swing and it looks like something I'd wear, doesn't it? It does very much. So I think the color's wrong in their example, but other than that, it seems spot on. (laughs) That is, but that fabric I think is the exact fabric that you bought me from domesticity. Only mine's in pink and white. Right. It's a different color colorway. I agree with you. So it's a, it's a loose bodice with a pleated skirt. Um, and the sample is made in a checked merchant and mills linen. The only thing I'm not as excited about with this pattern for me is that I think I already have a number of patterns that are very similar to this, um, this kind of loose bodice and gathered or pleated skirt is pretty common, I think, but I really like the way it hangs. So I might make it anyway, since I subscribe to the magazine. What do you think, Jenny? I, you know, I think that you already have some stuff that maybe you, you like as well or better. So it may not be worth, worth making this specific one, but I had some questions about the pockets. Oh yeah. So in the image that you're looking at, 
first off, her entire arm is eaten by a half sleeve and the pockets. And so I'm super confused about what's happening at the pockets. And even looking at it, when I zoom it out, I cannot tell if those are just inseam pockets that are. I don't think so. You know why? Weird. Or if there's something else. Okay. So the reason I don't think that it is, is because hold on just a second. They say on, on their website, um, Okay. It is easy to make a real classic slip on design with a wide hand pleated hem and practical pockets, which makes me think, well, maybe they are just inseam pockets, but I can't tell. So because it's just, there's something so unusual about the way the hands in the pockets look. I just can't tell. Well, there's another picture on their website of someone else wearing it. And from the side view, you can't see the pocket, making me think it is just an inseam pocket. Maybe by practical, they mean giant. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what they mean. Maybe that is. Yeah. So you could fit anyway. your two liters in there, right? That's exactly right. I'm wearing um, I'm wearing a two liter dress today where the pocket goes from from my thigh down to the hems. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So I understand that. My daughter loves to apply two liter pockets on the outside of her skirts. Okay. And it's hilarious. Um, And she herself is relatively petite. So when you're talking about a two liter fitting in it, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. Um, These are (laughs) definitely pockets that are way bigger than her head. Um, Anyway, it looks, it looks nice enough. I just don't know that it's bringing anything new to the table for you. Right. Now, the next one is definitely bringing something new to the table, and I think this is one you're going to love. It is one that I love and that I am so hopeful they will have available as a PDF because I do not love tracing off patterns. Yeah. This one is called Violet, and it it essentially looks like you have a high-necked tank top that you have applied overlapping wide knife pleated irregularly ruffles that go high on one shoulder and off the shoulder on the other side. And I don't know any other way to describe that, but it is, it is awesome. It's like Spanish looking to me, like kind of Spanish dancer. Yeah. I can see that. It's just, it's just lovely. And it's described as constructed using an A-line base dress or a top that fits various body types. And an A-line base dress is definitely up my alley. I think this is marvelous and I'm interested to see if it's available as a PDF and what it looks like on other body types as they release it. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I'll have to see, you know, some, some other pictures because, you know, I'm going to, uh, DC frocktails. And so I have to come up with a dress and wouldn't that be a fun dress for me if I could, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a little bit much for the shoulders, but, uh, we'll have to see. It'd be awfully fun. And as you look at it, it looks like, and doesn't mean it is, but it looks like that ruffle is one giant ruffle that starts at the front, goes around one shoulder, comes back over the other shoulder and goes around again and must end somewhere in the back. I think you're right. And again, super intrigued by this. Yeah. I, I think this is so interesting and I'm, 
I'm not even sure what would be the right type of fabric because this looks like a fabric that's got a pretty strong body to it. It's not super drapey because you would never hold those pleats otherwise, even with the little bit of stitching they've done across them. So I'm, I'm not sure what I'd even make this out of, but I'm excited by the possibilities. Yeah, that's, it's, that's very nice. Yeah, I agree. Now, the next one that you had highlighted to talk about is definitely more you than me. Yeah, I think so. Although I noticed it looks like there's some kind of little V in the front. So it's a sweatshirt or a short sleeve tee. And they made both of the samples in French Terry. And I think it just looks so comfy, cozy. Uh, there's, it looks like, is that like bias tape on the? It does the look end, like it's yeah? got bias tape. And in fact, since they describe it as patchwork accents, it implies that those are possibly pieced, but probably at least quilting cotton on the the inside face or the outside cuff on the short sleeve version, the inverted triangle at the neck, like on a traditional yeah. sweatshirt, right? Ready to wear. And then that bias band, I would guess all of that to be quilting cotton or pieced things like that. That looks so cozy to me. Like I could spend I a lot of time in that. I just, I could not, I don't apparently <laughs> like to be cozy. Um, I look at it and think, yeah, I'm sure that's like being wrapped in a hug, which sounds <laughs> awful. So nothing about that is appealing to me, but, but I like, I like the accent parts of it. That's what's so interesting about taco every week or every month when we talk about it is some of the little, the little features that you don't yeah. always think of. That's, that's some of the, the neat little accents that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I like, so with the name Malo, could you be thinking marshmallow? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Squishy. So that's awesome. Now the next one, I, I am surprised that you like this one, except that there is, there's a wild version <laughs> and then there's a more conservative version. Yeah, which one you this think I the, like? <laughs> I think really you're into the big shoulders. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the Helmy blouse, which is a Gosh, I don't even know. It's you go. I'm I'm okay. out of words. So I, it has two versions. And if you look carefully, you can see how they're the same shirt. Underneath the base shirt is a not too fitted, like a, a loose fitted top. And then the the sleeves without gathering at the shoulders, but gathered at the end of the sleeve. So maybe a little bell shaped. Mm -hmm. There are two versions. One has a Peter Pan collar. And one has a collar with ruffles on it. And that version, you can also add ruffles to the top of the sleeve. But the sleeves themselves are set in like normal sleeves, like a, a smooth set, uh, which I like. I, I think when I look at the second version with the ruffles at the sleeves, that, that it harkens back to things I wore in middle school again, mm -hmm. typically with what what I will again call knickers with, with the pants that are um, cuffed at the knee, yeah. right? Where you've got the little, they're cuffed at the knee. And I would swear I wore things like this in late middle school and early high school. On, on the Davenport, they have that too on that dress. It is very much like that. Yeah. Um, it's popular. I, I actually prefer the less ruffled version in this case, I think. I yeah. love the Peter Pan collar. And this is another one where I'll be hoping they release it as a PDF so that I don't have to um, curse my fate and, and refuse to trace it off. Because I, I think this is really nice. I, I love everything about the styling. Heck, yeah. I like the fabric they used for the Peter Pan collar one. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I think that's uh, Merchant and Mills linen. 
um, with the the check window pane check on it. The outrageous sleeves are obviously right up my alley, but I I don't like the fussy neck. Well, you don't have to. Use, you could mix the the roughly right. You could do thing. the yeah, and I do love the Peter Pan, and it's nice for me because it's got a keyhole at the front almost. Yep. It's it's more of a slit than a keyhole, but it it to me feels like you don't always have to keep it buttoned. Exactly, <laughs> and so you can get that exactly. That I like knot a little more open mm-hmm. right up against your neck part. So. Um, I, I really love it. So one final one that I liked out of that, um, is called the uniform. It reminds me of the type of long tunics, like that Indian men wear the white ones, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's a, so it's basically a plain dress. It comes down just over the knee and it has about, I don't know, about 12 inch slits on the side so that you could wear it over pants for sure. Um, there's like a popover placket in the front that goes down about 12 inches from the top. It's very much one that I could imagine you, you making and wearing. Um, I could even imagine it being tried and true. Uh, if the construction and the fit turn out the way that you'd like, it's, it's very nice for that. It's not in any way my style, No. Um, but they did have one more that I thought was my style called the Melisse. Yeah. And this, (laughs) this one I see possibility in, but I don't have enough information to know whether I'd really want to make it yet. It has a very high slit in the front. It's got a drawstring waist. It's a dress and it's got a mid calf skirt. And the back is a crossover back. That's very open. It is not hydrobra friendly, but it seems like it'd be great with an outfit where you didn't care whether you could hide your bra or over a swimsuit or with a tank under it or all kinds of other sorts of things. It looks airy and cool and fun. I do worry that that slit in the front, which is an easy thing to adjust, might be a skosh too high for <laughs> for um, me to wear in any circumstance. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it has a high slip, but that yeah that's very easy to to adjust um the the back on that is the reason i didn't put it in my lip the back on that um because i couldn't imagine a situation where i could wear it and not have my bra showing but i if you're the sort of person that bras uh are available to you that have racer backs you could wear it because it's got a cross in the back and they're wide straps. They're just, they, they are, but I also like, I own a number of bras that have really de- decorative tea backs mm-hmm. that would be completely visible under this, but they're intended to be. So that's mm-hmm. one option. Um, I know a number of people who really don't care about the straps showing one way or the other. Right. So that's another option. But for me, I could picture it with that high slit in the front and the cross in the back, wearing it when I take the rare beach vacation, because it mm. seems like it'd be perfect for exactly. throwing on and off over a swimsuit. And who cares if your swimsuit shows sure. when you're, when you're doing something like that, but it lets you be a little bit more dressed if yeah. you want to go into a restaurant where they might prefer you to be wearing clothing or, <laughs> or something like that. So I That's thought this idea. one was really neat. I need more information. I need to see the line art. I need to see the same person from front and back so I can have a better idea of how it, how it fits and functions. But I think it's really intriguing. Yep. Um, in addition, of course, there are a bunch of new patterns that in no way are related to taco magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I don't have a ton of them here, but the, the grace dress is one I wanted to talk about by patterns for pirates. This is one that I think I noticed first on friend of the show, um, Florence, 
uh, FT Mom 3. This is a dress that you can have button all the way up the front or button halfway from the neck to the waist. The waist in all cases is using that elastic shearing method that I've just mastered and feel really comfortable with. You can have a flounce on the bottom or not. You can have long sleeves that are fitted at the shoulder, but gathered at the, um, so Bishop, right? So are gathered at the, the hem. Um, or you can have flounce sleeves. It's got, it's patterns for pirates. It's got like a thousand options. When you buy yes. the pattern, you get 48 dresses. It's just the way it works. And it's, it's super duper cute. It maxes out at a 64 inch hip, a 57 inch waist, but I don't think either of those measurements are really constricting necessarily. They're going to matter because the skirt is full, but it's not necessarily super duper full. Mm-hmm. But the, the one that really matters for you is that for uh, chest measurement, you go up to a max of a 60, which is probably more of your defining measurement. And they do give you your upper chest as well so that you can make choices about how you, how you needed to fit at the various places. It should be relatively easy to grade across sizes because of that elastic wasting which is something yeah. I love. I love anything that gives me an easier time about going the 12 to 13 inches between, <laughs> between my waist and my hips. Right. Yeah. Cause that's a, that's a pretty big spread and yeah. elastic definitely makes it kinder. Um, so this is one that I've, I've bought and I'm looking forward to making. I'm probably going to make the version that's the Bishop sleeves knee length with a ruffle. Um, (laughs) would be my guess, but it it could go any old way. Once I get it, it, it just, it's such a cute, a cute dress. It Um, is. And they definitely, they show you a lot of different body sizes as you flip through the thousand photos that are on the website. So it's, you can get a pretty good picture for how it might fit on a variety of shapes. Yeah. It's a, it's an, a real nice dress. Um, definitely a, you, a, you dress. Um, and really nice. I think you'll like it. Yeah, I, I think it's wonderful. The next one is also super duper a me dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one is the Estella Curve by Paper Cut Patterns. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be real honest about this one. I saw this one shooting through the sewing community, tons and tons of people sharing it and saying how much they like the Estella and they were gonna make it and they were so excited. And every image I saw was straight sized. And when I went to the website, every link that I got sent back to, took me to the straight size pattern. I did not know it was released in the curve. I was all ready to rant and rave rage against this amazing (laughs) dress, not being offered in my size. It took me a a hot minute to figure it out because the marketing I experienced was Mm. not focused on that. Doesn't mean the marketing wasn't out there, but the marketing I saw, all of it led you back to the straight size. And because they are in fact, separate links, yeah, which I, I hate when that's yeah. the case. Yeah, yeah. I think it's bad enough that there are two size bands, but you should always it should go to one page, and you should just pick the size band you want. It frustrates yeah. me when that isn't the case. In any case, I love this dress. So this dress, the thing that I love about it is that the back of the dress is a crossover dress. It's got two long triangles of fabric that end in a sash that you pull around to the front and tie at your waist. It means that you are able to get a really good fitted look, right? Because you're going to pull it as tight as you need it to be to be fitted. Mm -hmm. That's part of it that you're going to get out of it. But it also means you're going to be left with an exposed sliver of something somewhere. And I like exposed slivers of something somewhere. And in this case, you can make a dress with the crossover back. So the front is completely attached. There's no belly escapage, but your back is going to show in some way in the crossover between the a lot, what appears to be elasticized waistband of the skirt in the back and the crossover that you've done, or you can do it as 
a separate top and bottom. And I think I'm going to start this one by actually just making the top because I think it would be great to go with my circle skirts that I'm making. I was just thinking that. I'm really, really excited about it. It ends at a 63 inch um, hip. It's almost a 64, actually 63.7, 54 inch waist and 56.7 upper chest and 60.6 chest. And so that's your max pattern sizing on it. I plan to make the top first, I'm pretty sure. And I think I may make the top first out of the linen from Fabrics Store in in the the unbleached Mm -hmm. (laughs) variety, which I may end up tie-dyeing or doing something else with afterwards. But I think as just a plain white top, it would be wonderful. Yeah, I think that'll be cute. And it'll also let you see how, you know, any fit adjustments that you need before you made the dress version. Absolutely. And it looks like on the front where there, I, I don't know whether there are different cup sizes in the, in the pattern. I didn't look that far, but in the I don't front, think it looks so, like but it looks dark that gathered. So, um, it doesn't, I don't think there's separate cup sizes, but what there is, it looks like this is a, a D cup. If you take the difference, it's four inches difference between the upper that chest and chest. And I think probably the straight size band is probably B cup. That's that's probably true. Yeah. And here, if you look at the front of it, it's it's sort of gathering at at about your dart point where you'd expect it for a cup size where you'd have a dart or something yeah. else. They've done some gathering, it looks like there, which yep. would give you some variety and some ability to control how you presented that. So I yeah. I love, love, love that one. And then I had one more that isn't actually a new pattern yet. Okay. But if you follow the account, the so-so. Um, who made the bog dress and uh, a couple of other other things recently? They are working on um, a pattern design for a boxy top with uh, grown-on sleeves that would be low waist or zero waist, I suppose, depending. But generally, a low waist design, and it is it has two different ways of wearing it that are being presented. One is it's a looser top; you tie a bow at your neck a bow at your waist in the back and your back is completely open. But the alternative that's presented is you tie at the neck and then you take the straps from the back and you cross them over and tie them around in the Mm. front to get a more full coverage on the back. And I, I love this top. I think this top is a lot of fun and something I would definitely make. Um, so I'm excited to see when it comes out. It is uh, bias bound around all edges, as I understand it, from descriptions in the SoSo's Instagram feed. And I'm interested now, of course, as with any t- pattern under testing conditions, this may never be released. Right. But but assuming that it will be, it's it's going to be cute as pie. I'm very excited by it. Yeah, that looks like another one. That that's a good choice for you. Yeah, I I don't think it's necessarily right for you, but I can imagine it in like a linen again, wearing it with my circle skirts, but I yes. could also imagine it with pants or with something else. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a, a nice little look, but that top with its simplicity but that neat options for the back, I think I'd tie mine around usually. That would be my mm-hmm. preference. I can picture embroidery and other things as really neat accents on this incredibly plain canvas that you could play with. So so yeah, fun new choices out there. Yep. Plus one that may never come, but hopefully will. (laughs) Yeah. As we referenced earlier in the podcast today, we put out a little 
April Fool's joke this year. We actually thought of it last year, like right after April Fool's Day, which is punk crockers instead of punk frockers. (laughs) And uh, so we thought we'd go ahead and give a couple of our tried and true patterns. Um, Patterns? They're patterns for food. Sometimes we call them recipes. And and I think that'll be awesome. What do you have for us? Well, I have a slow cooker one to start with. This is one of my family's favorites. It is my black bean soup. And the reason it's so cool is because you start with dry black beans that you cook on a high all day in water. And then when you get home or the evening time, you saute up some veggies and seasoning and add it to the beads. It's very tried and very true. And I have the recipe in the show notes. It's called chipotle citrus black bean soup, and it is delicious. It, it looks amazing. And I do love a dried bean to soup recipe. We've always used just as the world's simplest option for that in your dried bean section at your grocery store, there's usually a, a 15 to 18 bean soup yeah. that comes in a bag. And we use that. And because we usually like a hearty soup with some meat in it, um, we'll often take some pork tenderloin or something else and throw it in there. It's great for if you have carnitas leftovers from the Mexican restaurant, you throw those in um, after you've cooked up soup as well and, and love it. So that's, that's wonderful. That sounds really great. My, uh, my TNT recipe is not for the slow cooker at all, and it'll take you some time. You're going to spend a couple of hours making this, um, but it's worth every bit of the effort. It is beef Wellington for two. So beef Wellington usually is is in a long, sort of a log presentation. It's like a loaf pan of a meal. Um, You don't put it in a loaf pan, but it's kind of that size, right? 10 or 11 inches long, four inches wide, two or three inches tall, whatever. I've never made it that way. And you cut off slices. That's usually how it's done. Um, Because my husband and I are just my husband and I, I have always made it out of individual four to six ounce pieces of steak that I wrap in puff pastry but beforehand you're putting in, you've got like um, seasoned mushrooms that you've diced up and you've put in there and you've got mm. some mustard that you put in there. I don't put ham in, which is an often ingredient, but not always because my stomach doesn't handle ham for whatever reason. Ham is a thing I can't digest properly without really regretting it. So I leave that out. But this, uh, this or- recipe originally came to me from Cook's Illustrated. Um, Ooh, I, found I love a place that magazine. That had I love that one too. I found a place, there's a link to it that had a recipe as well. And I also put um, copies of how I've done it, but it's, I am not this kind of a cook. This was an intimidating make for me at the beginning of the pandemic in January of 2020, but I, but I did it and I've done it several times since because it's just, it's, it's easy if you just follow the instructions. It's really, really good. I recommend it highly if you're a meat eater, if you enjoy things like this. For us, this is our if steaks on sale recipe. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not willing to pay the prices to get the good cuts of meat to go off and do this, but I am happy to pay the discounted prices for what is, is just a roll your eyes back in your head meal. It's so mm. good. That's nice. I did provide another one, another recipe, which is one of my current faves. Um, I love linguine and clams. I've always loved linguine and clams. I provided a link to a New York Times recipe, and um, I've tried several of them. I, I pretty much love them all. The thing that I, the only thing I really do different than the New York Times recipe is I like to add some fresh clams in just to be a little fancy and and have it 
have it, you can see the clamshells, but uh, very yeah. easy, very delicious, late for summer. Love it. No, that's wonderful. I don't have a second one because I just am not that kind of a cook, but I'm going to give a quick tip. Okay. My, um, one of the, one of the things I do a lot of, we may even have mentioned it on podcast before is I make tomato soup and I also just buy tomato soup and heat it up, but I'll make tomato soup. It's not hard to do. It's, it's wonderful, but I always serve it with grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh yeah. And there are two tips I have for making it properly to make it like a really good, properly crispy one. One is go ahead and um, grill it on the top of your stove, of course, but on like a three or four heat and take twice as long. Okay. Just, just do it that way instead. And then the second thing is if you're going to use butter on the outside of your bread, melt the butter first and brush it on with a pastry brush, you'll get better results. But for your best results, of course, you're going to use mayonnaise. mayonnaise. That's okay. right. And I made some tonight and they were delicious and perfect. Like the, the crispiness is out of the world. The flavor that the mayonnaise imparts is great. And I'm saying that as someone who despised the idea of even considering the mayonnaise. And yet once I tried it, I was like, hell, I'm perfect. never melting butter and brushing it on again. This is yeah. easy and it's perfect. It gives you a little bit of a flavor because mayonnaise is, you know, got some sort of a flavor to it. I, I don't think it matters very much which one you use. Um, now, I live in the South, so I'm required by law to tell you Duke's mayonnaise is the only one you should be using, but I don't use Duke's. I actually use the light olive oil version of Hellman's mayonnaise mm. on the outside. It comes out beautifully. I, you know, I, I think, I think the mayonnaise though is one of my, my favorite tips that I didn't believe in, but now swear by. <laughs> well, that's great. Okay, so we've given them sewing TNTs and recipe TNTs and a whole bunch of new patterns to look up. So that's I absolutely think right. Our work is done for today. What do you think? I, I think we have done an amazing job. Um, hope everybody has a wonderful next week. Don't forget to rate and review us. Check out our Patreon and At we will. Patreon.com slash punk frockers. That's true. And we, and will, we will see you, you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Punk Frockers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frockers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.